0: This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio.
1: Now from Studio B, here's your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerome George. Yes! Yes. Graham Shands, bringing us into the show today. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Tuesday, May the 4th, be with you. Mm. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with voice actor in training, Jerem Jordan.
0: I wish I was good as as good as Graham. So, Graham, we mentioned yesterday on the show, a uh, 10-year-old cancer survivor, uh, had it when he was a baby, um, you know, Introduced Taysom Hill at an event, you know, like a month ago or something. And then he was at the baseball game uh, over the weekend, did an amazing job. And so yesterday we were like, we need Graham on the show. So here we are. Graham's actually with us today, which yep. is super cool. He recorded it before the show. Pretty awesome to have him here. Um, I didn't de- do anything close to that cool when I was 10. So <laughs> Graham's way ahead of me.
1: He's got his own YouTube channel. He's the I subscribed. Guy. There are going to yeah. be more opportunities for 10-year-old Graham Shands in the future.
0: Yeah. Announcing. Very exciting. It's very cool. He's awesome, man. Uh, He's got the Y shaved into his head on the side. I mean, it's pretty awesome. Graham and I share that. We've we've shaved, you know, things for, for Brigham, you know, so <laughs> wait for you to join the cause. Got,
1: okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll do the Y like Graham.
0: Yes. My yes. He's got the block Y for baseball, baby. I love
1: it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's great stuff. Yeah. And like you said, for baseball, we've got another insider's look at what Graham was doing when he introduced the baseball team. We we heard his voice with Cole Gamble running out, but now we go behind the scenes to show you what he did on Saturday in the press box at Miller Park. Somebody give him a job already. He Pay the man. He
0: attacks, uh, you know, PA announcing like Zach Wilson attacks the defense. <laughs> like aggressive. Surgical. Like, down the field.
1: Calculated yeah. and well executed. Very nice. And now yeah. your show lineup. BYU receivers coach and passing game coordinator Festi Satake will explain what he saw from Zach Wilson five years ago. That made Fessy want to offer the first scholarship opportunity Zach ever received. Plus, the New York Jets received some favorable NFL draft grades from experts. Does that make you feel better about Wilson's chances to succeed in a franchise that hasn't enjoyed much success over the last ten years? And speaking of replacing Zach Wilson, is it more about the next starting BYU quarterback or the talent that will surround whoever? takes the field against Arizona for Game 1. Don't forget Top 5 Tuesday featuring the top five plays from the five Cougar players just selected into the National Football League. Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines.
0: BYU baseball's Cole Gamble is the West Coast Conference Player of the Week after a four-win week featuring three homers. Gamble has a nine-game hit streak, by the way, that includes seven extra base hits and nine RBIs. Cougars play at Utah Valley, 8 Eastern, on BYU Radio, 107.9 FM, and the BYU Cougars app.
1: How about some love for BYU softball from the West Coast Conference? Autumn Moffitt-Korth is named the pitcher of the week. For a second week in a row, she threw seven strikeouts, allowed just one earned run, in 13 combined innings pitched over the last week. Freshman center fielder Violet Zavodnik also Getting some honors. Earned the WCC Player of the Week. Nod. She hit two home runs. Now has 11 total on the season. Again, she's a freshman. And she batted in five runs over the last seven days. The Cougars in Cedar City tonight for another showdown with the Southern Utah Thunderbirds. First pitch goes out at 5 p.m. Eastern.
0: Maybe they'll uh, spit some Shakespeare while they're in it. Carson Lundell, uh, Lundell of BYU Men's Golf is on the WCC First Team. He's ranked 65th in the country. Kelton Hirsch was honorably mentioned.
1: Outdoor track and field again features two top ten teams this season. The men's team still at number two behind only LSU, while the women's team jumps back into the top ten at number nine. Several Cougars will compete in the Weber State Invitational beginning today.
0: West Coast Conference Commissioner Gloria Navarez has been extended through 2026. She is in year four with the league. All
2: rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation.
1: The New York JETS 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 have received lofty grades from a handful of draft experts summing up what just took place in the 2021 National Football League draft. Who they added how they added, and when they added those players, all factoring into the overall grade, Jerem.
0: Because post-draft grades matter.
1: Yep, because they matter. Uh... Frankly, we just love the context that it gives us on May 4th. Does what the Jets did or did not do make you feel better about Zach Wilson's situation and his potential to succeed in New York?
0: Well, certainly they value him by grabbing Elijah Vera Tucker from USC in the first round at uh, pick 14. So, yeah, another guy that can play guard or tackle with uh, Makai Becton and, and that group. So, yeah, that's awesome. Then grabbing Elijah Moore in the second round, good. Like, Although Elijah had that moment with Ole Miss where he, we cost, they cost him a game, if you know, you know. But you can figure that out. Touchdown right?
1: celebrations. Yeah.
0: And then uh, Michael Carter, um, not to be confused with Michael Carter the second, who was also a draft pick by the Jets. They drafted the same dude with the same name. Uh, Michael Carter, a running back. So the first three picks of the nine for the Jets, by the way, so a young group, were all on offense. The next six were on defense. So certainly they used the best picks on what they thought were, uh, you know, protectors and weapons, I guess uh, three more after Zach Wright, so first four of ten on offense. So, yeah, sure. Um, When, when, uh, you know, in the video that came out from the Jets, and I can't remember if it was – the owner or Robert Sala, I can't remember, but said, Hey, you know, this organization's going to lift you, not the other way around. Yeah, they're, they're trying. Absolutely. No, it makes me feel better. Historically, I don't feel good about Zach Wilson and the Jets, just that. But hopefully, this group can uh, build and get better. And in the next couple of years, be in the playoffs.
1: Hopefully, Zach Wilson can be the first quarterback since it feels like Chad Pennington. To take the Jets to a playoff game.
0: Mark Sanchez probably, but yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But it feels yeah. like Chad Pennington.
0: And Mark Sanchez uh had an amazing defense and enough tools around him in a run game to get to the AFC championship game. Bart as, Scott. As not wait. As a rookie. As a rookie. This team is not in that position. They are not gonna go to the AFC championship game. If they could uh sniff the playoffs by being like uh, you know, eight and eight or something, that would be quite the
1: turnaround. Okay. Let's add on a little more hope to this conversation with our stat of the day.
2: It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day.
1: According to our friends at Pro Football Focus, Zach Wilson is the highest-graded passer from the draft, 95.5, and Elijah Moore is the second-highest-graded wide receiver from the most previous draft at 91.2. Somebody called them a light edition of Patrick Mahomes' And Tyreek Hill, which is quite the statement. I know, I I know, a light version of Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. Like
0: that, you know, that picture of the horse where it's like on the far right, it's like unbelievable, but on the left, it's like an outline. (laughs) Like the outline is what the Jets are right now. You hope they become that like shaded, amazing horse, Okay. okay. Here, here's, here's my main issue right now, is they, they just need to establish a run game. Like, Zach Wilson's best friend will be a run game, where he can hand it off, and then, where was he so good this year? Play-action pass. He was amazing. So the run game has to be an actual threat. The Jets don't really have a running back that matters, and they're building an offensive line, but that once they get that established, now we're talking.
1: They're hoping that Michael Carter can become that guy who was, in his own right, one of the top five graded running backs in the draft, based on which metric you're looking at, but a high-level performer. So he went essentially in the same position that Jamal Williams did to the Green Bay Packers, if not a little bit higher. And Aaron Jones was a fourth-round pick. So they're kind of— yeah, all Ar- these teams Aaron Jones are hoping,
0: became a, a good
1: running all back. All of these yeah. teams are hoping that maybe our fourth-round or third-round running back draft pick can— Evolve and develop because running backs aren't valued not nearly the way they were 20 and years they, ago, even 30 years ago.
0: I'd rather have a an okay running back behind a great O line, sure. than a great running back behind an okay O line. Okay, right? you because brought up a lot of uh, the, the, like. There's data showing in the end, it's just about the hole size. Like, uh, the, the, like can that running back get in through the? That gap, you know, or whatever, like, all good. So that is that is the part that matters more. Like, build that O-line, and then you can just have a couple of guys that are fine.
1: Hey, which is why I'm very encouraged by what the Jets showed, trading away two third-round picks and their 23rd overall first-round pick just to move up nine spots to number 14 and get the highest-graded guard in the draft.
0: Who might play tackle. We'll see.
1: We'll see, yeah, how where they want him to play. But Zach Wilson has an all-pro. You brought up Mekhi Becton.
0: I couldn't Uh, name another Jets O-lineman.
1: The blind side that's (laughs) bringing in some type of continuity to that offensive line for Zach Wilson. Add Elijah Vera Tucker, and then we'll go from there, right? But Zach does inherit some other solid weapons at wide receiver. It's not just about Elijah Moore. Denzel Mims is, you know, nothing to scoff at. And Corey Davis is a former top five pick in the NFL draft just a few years back.
0: Yeah, almost had a foul last year with the Titans. So that's good. He's got some significant
1: weapons around him with a new offensive coordinator that's going to run an offense that comes from San Francisco that's more suited to what Zach Wilson does. So I'm kind of with Steve Young where I'm like, I'm hopeful until I'm not. But the question is, does what the Jets did in the draft make me feel better? Yes.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. They valued surrounding Zach Wilson in the first round. Okay, I, I would like to take this moment to do a public service announcement. Okay. A.K.A. PSA. Okay. If things don't go well in New York, don't just blame the Jets. This is what we do. Oh, our guy is infallible. It's their fault. Okay? We'll, we'll just watch, and guess what? Zach Wilson's going to learn. He's going to throw some picks. He's going to fumble the ball. He's going to make some terrible decisions. But hopefully he grows and she'll of brilliance and becomes this really good quarterback in the NFL. That would be awesome, right? But what we did with Jimmer Fredette was blame everybody but Jimmer. Right. Let's, let's just assess, be fair to the situation, okay. whatever happens. So
1: here is where the advantage of playing for a franchise that has been at the bottom of the league for the last 10 years comes into play. An advantage is that Zach Wilson doesn't need to be amazing right away. He doesn't need to be excellent. He just has to be okay to good. Like if Zach Wilson can be okay to good, then he buys himself some time, yeah. and okay to good for the Jets this year. Honestly, would be somewhere between four, four to seven wins. Yeah, Se- oh, okay seven would good. be seven would be a large
0: increase. Plus yes, five wins That's just pretty. Just good.
1: be okay to good, and four to seven wins, and now you're rolling. Like he's got a little bit of a leash.
0: Oh yeah. No, when you're – yeah, yeah. He's not going to the Niners where it's like, hey, Trey Lance, guess what? Uh, perform now. Jimmy G's the guy. Um, they're gonna And, Trey, you're going to sit for a sec. But, like, you guys need to be in the playoffs. Yeah, well, and if Jimmy G – In the toughest division in football.
1: Gets hurt or whatever, like, you need to perform now. Like, we traded up so that we could but, draft you
0: third you, overall. But you do have a playoff team around you already. Like, the Jets don't have a playoff roster. They just don't. Like, they might next year or the year mm-hmm.
1: after that. But this year, heck, no. It's a, it's. I, I'm happy for Zach that he is in that scenario where it's like you don't have to be amazing right away. Just well, and, and
0: if he let's say he was on the Niners, would he have to be amazing? I don't think he would have to be because no, all but the, the expectations would be to defense, make the playoffs
1: in year one,
0: right? But he wouldn't have to carry them to the playoffs. Like I see what you're saying, but the pressure wouldn't be as high. It's higher than the Jets, but it wouldn't be that high because like hey, you got some good running backs, you got. Uh, you know, George Kittle and uh, Kibbles and Bits. And you got a uh, really nice defense and Bosa and Warner. And, hey, just, just don't – like, you could almost – like, Jimmy G can be a game manager and they can get the playoffs maybe. But the NFC West is hard, right? Seahawks make the playoffs every year. Rams got way better with Stafford over Goff. <laughs> way better. Like, I'm terrified of the Rams. They're the bane of my existence as a Seahawks fan. And then, and then uh, you know, in, in the – Division, uh, you know, what is it, AFC East? The AFC
1: East, you're dealing obviously, with. Obviously,
0: the Bills are the, the, They're the favorite. king there. But And then the Patriots are always interesting, obviously. And if Mac Jones is, you know, so it's, it's interesting. There's going to be some fun battles, by the way. Because you have Zach Wilson versus Josh Allen, which is, although they didn't connect, like, we feel a connection because the last college game for Josh Allen was against BYU. BYU. A loss. Real picked, kind of cool. In the rain in San Diego. <laughs> then you have. Uh, smack Jones with uh, the Patriots, and then you have like Tua Tungvaluwa and the Dolphins. So it's it's just kind of fun. That's a fun division to figure out. Zach Wilson throwing through the rain and the snow in November and December will be interesting as well. Obviously played in Provo, but we didn't have too many of, of those games, it feels like,
1: with him in his yeah. two and a half years as a starter. I, I like that they are positioning to get better, clearly. It's not just saying like, like they the told goal. Sam Darnold, yeah. like, hey, we're, we're going to do everything. Management shifted. They got well, they, they got a I, new GM, a well, new head coach. Like. Let's
0: not act like they weren't trying a similar thing before. It just didn't work.
1: Well, right? as has – and again, like, I've You been, can
0: push the restart button and do it with different people, but the same idea
1: existed. Sure, I've been – the hope was right there, but the idea, like Sam Darnold, I read an article with him recently that said, look – I was promised things and told things that just never happened.
0: And in the moment, most people don't say that out loud because they don't want to, you know, <laughs> rub everybody the wrong way in the moment. I feel like... So like Zach Wilson, if he was like super honest, he could be like, hey, I looked around at the facility and this was lacking or I wasn't treated. Th-. Like he's not going to say what's not going well right now. He
1: would after the fact. Right. It's enlightening. But all I'm saying is, according to the Wilson party some things that have been promised or said are already being done. Okay?
0: It's the honeymoon phase too. He literally got drafted on Thursday.
1: Already being done.
0: Everything's great. Everyone's trying hard. Everyone's Well, yeah, outside of yeah, Sam yeah, Darnold, yeah.
1: even in those individual drafts, the Jets were being criticized for not drafting the right people to put around Sam Darnold in those 2 years. Like so this is, this draft is already different. It already feels different. The Jets are already receiving a different Uh, grade and expectation because it's atypical for what they have done in recent drafts, even though they've had drafted other quarterbacks. So that's why it feels a little bit different. It's like already like, oh, okay. Maybe they are committed to actually doing something different. We'll see. I'm hopeful until I'm not. (laughs) Our question of the day, does the Jets draft make you feel better about Zach Wilson's situation in New York? Let's go to voice of the nation.
2: This is the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation.
1: Michelle Overton on Twitter says, absolutely. It's like the Jets have hung a banner on the stadium saying, under new management.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Jets don't deserve the benefit of the doubt. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like they've sucked for a long time. I like what they did. It literally has been less than a week. <laughs> like, we started this new business. It's going really well. Yeah let's actually see after uh, you know the first quarter if we're uh, we're actually or the first year right. if we're making it i think that's a fair a assessment profit, though right? Don't,
1: like when you see a business that's kind of been like eh, but then you see an under new management like there's a feeling of oh okay maybe yeah. it'll maybe it'll yeah. get better
0: you can create whatever feeling you want to create absolutely i i'm hoping for uh, you know an actual actual wins.
1: Four to seven That's wins. That's the best feeling. Be okay to good. That's the best Four feeling. Four to seven <laughs> wins. Yeah,
0: you can you can recreate whatever emotion you want. Yep. Yeah. Coming up, does country music equal winning?
1: And Fessy Satake, BYU's passing game coordinator and receiver's coach on how they're going about replacing Zach Wilson. And why did he offer him a scholarship
2: five years ago? What did he see? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tonight, BYU
0: baseball looks to equal its longest win streak of the season, five games. Up the road at Utah Valley, listen to the game on BYU Radio 107.9 FM and the BYU Cougars app at 80.
1: Welcome back to Studio B. BYU Sports Nation continues your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. It is our pleasure now to welcome onto the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline BYU Passing Game Coordinator Fessy Satake. Fresh from his trip to Cleveland and hanging out with Zach Wilson and all of his coaching buddies watching that unforgettable 2021 NFL Draft. Fessy, it's nice to have you back in Provo.
3: Hey, it's great to be back with you guys.
1: What was your experience like at the NFL Draft, if you could sum it up in just a minute or two?
3: Uh, Very surreal. It's just one of those once-in-a-lifetime opportunities. Um, You know, I'm super, super fortunate and grateful to have been able to go out there and experience, you know, such a cool moment. You know, you grow up watching the draft on TV and seeing all these people's, you know, lives change right before their eyes. And so to go witness that and, you know, experience it in person, um, you know, especially with someone – you know, like Zach was was a pretty cool experience, one I'll never forget.
0: And we'll dig into more on that experience in a second. But take us into the room. So we, we kind of saw it on on TV there a little bit. You know, there's about 15 people or so in there. And Zach told us that he was told he could take one coach. And he said, mm, I'm going to have three. So he took uh, you <laughs> and Kalani and Aaron. It was awesome. What What was it like in that room? Was it tense? Was it loose? What was it like?
3: I think there was just a lot of um, a lot of excitement. I mean, everyone. I think everyone kind of had a you know general idea of where he was going to go, but it's one of those deals you just never know until it happens. And so to see him get the phone call, to be on the phone for a little while, to see him, you know, the emotion building up, his parents get very emotional. It it puts you in that moment as if it was you know as if you weren't expecting it, and so it which was cool to experience. And so the, the room was. There was just a lot of joy and excitement. Um, You know, I don't think the anticipation was as high as some other rooms, but the emotion still was definitely at an all-time high.
1: Fessy Satake with us on BYU Sports Nation. Zach Wilson, number two overall to the New York football Jets, highest draft pick in BYU football history. Then the Jets proceed to trade away a couple of third-round picks and their first-round pick to move up nine spots to draft a guard to protect Zach. Then they draft Elijah Moore, one of the top receivers in the draft, and bring in a very talented running back. So, Fessy, looking at what the Jets did in the draft and everything that they are trying to put around Zach, how do you feel about his chances to succeed in a place that has been really the bottom of the cellar for uh, the last decade?
3: I'm always going to bet on Zach. And, you know, it's if he's a guy that just has added weapons, um, I just think that solidifies that case. I'm super you know excited about the guys they put around him already early um the ones that they currently had. I mean Zach's gonna do what Zach does, but if you if you put weapons out there um I think it it just like I said solidifies his case, so I'm super excited for what he's going to do and what the what the organization has done up to this point.
0: What other draft picks were adjacent to you guys because uh in talking to Aaron Roderick, it was like there, there were a lot of, uh, you know, big names right around Zach. And it's, it's pretty cool that, Zach, I mean, when we zoom out, we go Zach's in the midst of all these dudes. that's, that's pretty incredible.
3: Yeah, it was cool. I, right, right across was the, um, D tackle from Alabama, uh, Christian Barmore, uh, next to him, up kitty corner was Mac Jones, uh, right next to us on the same side was, uh, was Jamar chase, um, you know, on the other side behind was Trey Lance. I mean, it, it, we we're all pretty close. I think there were 12 total people there um, and there were like hallways that were made. But but yeah, those those three, Jamar Chase, Mac Jones, Christian Barmer were all in the same hallway. So it was cool to see their families and coaches and, you know, everyone experiencing that moment as well. Incredible
1: experience for sure. All right, Fessy, correct me if I'm wrong, but you were the first one to ever offer Zach Wilson a scholarship. Is that right?
3: Uh yeah yeah I was a
0: okay. Beaver State is that at okay. the top of your LinkedIn?
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I got to get a LinkedIn by the way. And when I make one, it's got to be maybe, right at the top, maybe, dude. But... Yeah.
1: Now what was what was it that you first saw in him that made you think? Okay, he's a special player, and I want to offer him a scholarship.
3: Honestly, just the way the way he threw the ball, like he was as. Um, as skinny as, as he looked um, and as unassuming as he looked, he could throw He could throw the ball. And it was actually at Utah's camp, the University of Utah's camp. And when I was at Weber State, we would piggyback off of BYU and Utah and Utah State's camps um, to go see kids. And so when I saw Zach, Utah had some other big quarterback names on campus. And Zach was just kind of the this, this small guy. Every time he stepped up, I was like, holy cow. So I, I made sure to go after and tell. Uh, Mike Wilson, hey, bring your boy to our camp next, next week at Weaver State. like Because like, I, I knew I was going to offer him. I didn't want to offer him at someone else's camp. And so we were able to bring him to ours and put him through a workout and, um, you know, extend the offer. So I didn't ever anticipate that it would uh, turn into a, you know, that he would, was going to be a number two pick. But it's pretty <laughs> cool to kind of just see all of that come to fruition.
0: Okay, so is that after his freshman year? Is this the, like the summer of sophomore. 20 after his sophomore year? Yeah. So this is yep. let's see. He graduates in 17, 16. So this is like at tw- summer 2016 before his junior year? Yes. Yes. Okay, yep. wow. Okay, that's incredible. So yeah. obviously, you would have loved for him to go to Weber State. He ends up getting pretty big, you know, Utah, the whole story. Boise State, Iowa, he decommits. Iowa's in the mix. Okay, so do you think he goes to BYU? If you don't, if you weren't on the coaching staff at BYU, because I think that was a big moment here, and Zach has said, "Hey, Fessy was my guy."
3: Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I, I do. I mean, you have Kalani, you have A Rod. I mean, as much as I would love to, to to try and pump myself up like that, man, I don't have that kind of that kind <laughs> of pool. But uh, I just, I'm just glad I was here and was was another voice with with um, A Rod and, and Kalani to be able to, you know tell him why BYU's the place for him. And we had invested, we had a very, you know, invested time in our relationship. I had, I monopolized Zach Wilson's time for a full year before anyone else offered him, you know. So we had a lot of time where we were able to communicate and really build a relationship. Um, And then when all these schools start piling in, well, now there's like 10 schools competing for his time and conversation and all that stuff. So it was, aside from just being the first to offer, I was just super grateful that I was able to establish a, a relationship and a connection with this kid, you know, at an early, at a early uh, time in his career.
0: Okay, it's early December 2017. BYU is coming off the worst season in 50 years. Ty Emmer's let go. It's just, like, awkward. It's Ty Emmer, right? But it wasn't good enough, and, and Kalani makes a switch. There's a new staff. There's Jeff Grimes, and there's A-Rod, and there's yourself. Zadik Dinkelman's not going to come here, you know, the nephew of Ty Emmer. What was that conversation like with you guys of going, hey, let's go after Zach Wilson because he was committed to Boise State, but I don't know if he decommitted now that BYU is interested and Iowa comes in late and he almost takes a visit, but then they get to kind of walk us through that time period and the conversation from you guys to identify him as a priority.
3: Well, A-Rod, you know, obviously has always taken a liking to Zach from his time at at Utah. Um, They had an interesting dynamic there and why they didn't take Zach and then. Obviously, I I had always been a fan of him. I just got out out recruited by the the bigger programs there, and Kalani always always had an affinity for Zach. But um, you know, was was doing what he thought was right as a head coach and allowing you know his his coaches to to recruit their guys, especially at their position. So with us three already really um you know loving everything about Zach, uh, I I think it was it was pretty um. You know, clear when we all got together and was like, hey, let's let's try and get this kid, even though he's he's committed to Boise State. We've got a couple weeks before mid-year signing. We all love him. We don't need to convince each other why he's the he's the best guy. We we all thought he was. And our situation was calling for a guy who needed to come right away um, in in spring. And it just worked out perfect. And that's where the full court press started. So I I thought it was a pretty um, smooth conversation and seamless transition into recruiting him.
1: BYU receivers coach, passing game coordinator, Fessy Satake with us on BYU Sports Nation. Zach Wilson's favorite target in his junior season was none other than another guy that you went after and not many others did. Dax Milne, who is now a member of the Washington football team, drafted in the seventh round. How would you explain Dax Milne to a Washington football team fan that doesn't know about Dax?
3: Mm-hmm. Um someone who's obsessed with his craft. Um, You know, there's a lot of talented, talented guys out there who who are going to have long careers. Some guys may not. But I haven't come across a guy like Dax who obsesses over playing wide receiver. He loves everything about the game, everything about the position, Um, you know. And so when you watch him play, you watch his production. I think all of that is just a product of how much time and work he puts into being the best, you know, receiver he can be. And so I would tell those, you know the Washington team's fans that you're going to get a player who's going to give everything he has um to that program and to to that position and um I think they're going to love what he does.
0: We're excited about Mike assignment to the Panthers as well. What he did where he had to get a regular job right in the pandemic but still yeah. kind of train and then of course he runs uh you know a 4-3 Uh, at Pro Day was pretty incredible. And then Hifo, you know, it sounds like he signed, uh, you know, an opportunity with the Saints as well. So what do you want to say about Micah Simon and HIFO as they pursue the NFL?
3: So happy for those guys. Under such a tough year, you know, um, to be able to bounce back and capitalize on opportunities says a lot about them. You know, it's hard to to maintain that level of performance um, through a whole nother year. Those guys were able to to do that. I actually... Micah actually lived in my basement for a while and I saw him work tirelessly and, and um, get up and, and do his deal with his work and then go and train and be up in early mornings. So I saw it firsthand and, and was blessed to be able to see that. And I know Aleva the same, you know, newly married and has his, his priorities. But both of those guys were able to just um, prioritize their life and, and make things happen. I'm so happy that they get an opportunity, you know, during this time of the year.
0: Was Mike a good housemate? Was he a good
3: tenant? Absolutely not. He almost got evicted. So. <laughs> didn't, didn't clean up? <laughs> Did he take out the garbage? Like, his,
2: uh, yeah. What yeah, What'd you make him do?
3: <laughs> Luckily, he, the only thing that he was good is he was great with, um, with my family. He was great with the kids. Uh-huh. You know. Uncle Micah, he treated him right. If he didn't do that, he would have he would have gotten the food. A long time ago, so. <laughs>
1: hey, he's a babysitter when you want to go on a date with your wife, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <that>. Catching <laughs>
0: passes the Tennessee, running a four three, and infesting his basement.
1: <laughs> I love it. All right, Coach. Uh, let's finish with this: eleven and one, incredible twenty twenty season, ranked number eleven, first AP ranking in the final poll for BYU in twelve years like 15 guys now playing for different NFL teams. If you throw in 11, Micah, it's it's wild what this team did. Now you face a schedule of seven power fives, and it understandably gets more difficult while losing all of that talent. Why do you feel like you're ready for the challenge and this team can maintain a level of excellence?
3: Um, the Culture will always win, and I think we've got a culture that's been established and it's just continually growing. We 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 welcome the competition we're about to step into. This is what we want. And we would have taken this last year too if we had the choice, but obviously we didn't. And we're we're super excited. We know we lose a lot of production, but we have so many great, great young men here that are ready to pick up the rifle and go to work and, and are excited for the opportunity, the competition we have, and that culture's there. Gwani's done a great job establishing that and, you know, the trickle-down effect from all the rest of the coaches. I mean, there's a great feeling going on here, and and a lot of where a lot of people look at it like, oh, man, we lost all these players, and what a great season, whatever. Within our program, we're saying, oh, that's just the start. Like, like we're just going to keep going and and fighting and and be ready for all the opportunities ahead. So, super excited.
1: Fessy, I'll let Micah know the rent is due. We appreciate the time, man.
3: (laughs) Appreciate you guys. When he makes that money, I'm gonna call on him. For a while, so. <laughs> like, don't remember you. Don't forget your boy. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Bessie.
0: Yeah, appreciate you guys.
1: Bessie Satake on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how.
0: He's chilling in Bessie's uh, basement. <laughs> Hopefully, he's keeping it clean, you know. And then, and then all of a sudden, uh, yeah, I, I work at First Colony Mortgage, and then I go and run
1: a four three. He's crushing it.
0: He's crushing life, just figuring it out. Yeah, hopefully it works out with the Panthers, because if not, he might be back.
1: He's babysitting on the side. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Fessi has like more date nights than he could ever (laughs) hope for because free. (laughs) Okay, coming up. Oh, so good. Is it more about the starting quarterback or the talent around that player this fall? And an elite like
1: on Twitter. Mm -hmm. This is BYU Sports Nation.
2: This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management.
0: On the latest BYU Sports Nation right now with Kiki Solano, the NFL draft is finished for the hype for the Cougs. is far from over. Time to get into new teams, new signees, and of course new memes. Check it out on the BYUSN Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube account.
1: That is Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton, and this is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it. The Cougar whip Around, presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems
0: shortstop brock watkins was mic'd up uh last week he had something interesting to say about perhaps what changed the cougars fortunes last week penny they got your country music i heard your request you got anything to say penny
3: no other than we got some country music today
0: yes we do some good vibes country music equal wins does country music equal wins
1: Apparently, in this case, it does. And until BYU loses, they need to keep playing all the country music. And like I said yesterday, I'm playing out my superstition. I'm not talking to Mike Littlewood on game day. Hey, neither am I. Until BYU loses again. Um, <laughs> Good mojo.
0: Maybe this is why the SEC wins so much.
1: Because of the because country, country music. Because country music equals Just the embracing of the South and the country music. All right. Hey, whatever. Like I said, I'm I'm all in on these superstitions. Just keep winning. I am
0: not. Superstitions are garbage. Keep
1: winning. All right, Jerem, on to football now and video games. Okay. Because video games, music, these are things we do in our free time, right? Are you going to play the new video game version of Madden Football with anyone else besides Zach Wilson as your quarterback?
0: Yes, because I want to win the game, right? <laughs> the Jets are not going to be that good unless I'm creating a player. Trade
1: him to the 49ers.
0: Why would you bring up the, the <laughs> arch nemesis? No. I did that Wait, strategically. Aren't BYU fans going to play as Taysom Hill as well?
1: That kind of looks like Taysom Hill in a New York yeah, Jets that, uniform. Is that Taysom right Hill there.
0: in a Jets jersey? <laughs> What's,
1: What's happening is that, there?
0: Zach, Zach has hit the weight room in the offseason. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm certainly going to utilize Zach Wilson as the quarterback when I play Madden football. But, yeah, it's fun to have a bunch of different BYU guys in the league right now. Yeah,
0: it's kind of fun. BYU, hopefully, will have two starting quarterbacks. Really cool. Okay, Tom Brady liked the uh, Bucks post about Chris Wilcox. That's pretty cool. Did Chris just peak?
1: On social media for now, yes. Chris Wilcox just hit his social media peak because he had his quarterback and the GOAT. Like an Instagram post, uh, whatever it was on social media, that, that's cool. But you know, it's better than that. Making a play in camp or in a real game, and having the goat come up to you and say, "Hey, nice play," and giving you a fist bump. Like,
0: I'm just guessing that Tom's not gonna actually say that in practice. I think he'll be picked off. Um, yeah, if he breaks a pass up or gets a uh, pick in practice or something, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, hopefully in the game. Hopefully Chris makes the 53-man oh, roster well. and that's even
1: better. 4-3-1 special teams. He's got a shot for sure. Absolutely. BYU men's volleyball arrived at the NCAA tournament yesterday where they await now play in the semifinals. Jerem, we have discussed this a few times, but let's double down again. Is it win the national championship or bust?
0: This is a difficult question because I know these guys well.
1: <sighs>
0: yeah because BYU's been to the natty. I've been there in person in 13, 16, 17, watched lose all of those to UC Irvine and then Ohio State twice. It's hard. BYU is the Gonzaga of men's basketball where they are very good, but they need to stamp it with a natty. And so I hope that this group can do it because they are more than capable.
1: You mentioned those great teams that you went and watched in person. It's wild that Taylor Sander didn't win a national championship. It is wild. Ben Patch, like that team was so good. And they didn't win it. So it feels that way because of BYU being close so many times and coming up just short in the recent past. Yeah, it's reached that level where it's like, you got to win the national championship. Like, put the stamp on it. It's so I'm with you. It feels like national championship it, or bust.
0: They And they can do it. They can do it Absolutely. Saturday night. Win Thursday first.
1: You got gobby, man.
0: Right. Big deal, no deal. This is one of the weakest questions of all time. Men and women's outdoor track and field. Both ranked in the top ten. Give me the argument for no deal.
1: Uh, <laughs>
0: Just kidding.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to. <laughs> Maybe because it's not further in the season, but, I mean, we're getting close. To How picky
0: are you going to get here?
1: NCAA championship oh, time. Not right?
0: No, this is awesome. This BYU's is in the top ten in men and women. Okay, listen. they
1: number two. BYU's, the men are number two. BYU's
0: not typically great at the speed stuff in track. What BYU's great at is the distance. The distance is carrying this, but this is an overall thing. So credit to the entire team for rising up in, a, in an effective way.
1: Well, the women's team does have some talent at yeah, the speed. And Jaslyn Gardner's legit, but I mean like breaking records,
0: school records, as opposed to winning actual meets against other people, right? No, she's doing a great job. BYU's getting better at that. The distance is where BYU, uh, you know, butters yes. the bread. Yes,
1: well the women already won a national championship in cross country. I am
0: aware. Yeah, uh, yeah. In track, there's a lot going on. There's distance. Very cool. There's you know speed, and then there's the field.
1: Okay, back to Zach Wilson. No video games this time, just why no, nicknames. Why not? Let's play Techno Super Bowl. Just nicknames. What's your favorite Zach Wilson to the New York Jets nickname? Broadway Zach? Zach's Fifth Avenue? Zach to the Future? Wall Street Wilson? Or something else?
0: Uh, Kalani yesterday said, hey, uh, nicknames need to be earned. I like Zach to the Future because I like Back to the Future. Okay. It's one of my favorite name. Okay. That's solid. Although I'm not really using that one.
1: I like Zach's Fifth Avenue because it screams New York.
0: The Playbook of Mormon? <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was funny. Zach's Zach Smith Avenue. Zach Smith Avenue. Yeah. And again, like Zach, he's he's the poster boy. Like he's, Indeed would, he is. you would see him on a poster at Sachs Fifth Avenue, right? He, he would be the poster child for that type Goldman of. Goldman and Sachs. Yes. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Zach's. Fifth Smith Avenue. Coming up! a shout-out to our favorite public address announcer.
1: And what's going to be a bigger deal, the BYU starter or quarterback or the talent around whoever gets that start? We'll discuss on BYU Sports Nation.
2: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
0: Get to know the players, coaches, and some compelling fan stories. Search Deep Blue on the BYU TV app today. We uh, are working on the next season of Deep Blue currently. Can't wait to show you that in the fall.
1: All right. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. We're hanging out in Studio B. And, Jerem, we just presented the following question going to break. It's going to be a huge project to fill the shoes that Zach Wilson leaves. But... Is it more about the guy that steps into those shoes or is it about the talent that whoever the starting quarterback is surrounding him? Because for me right now, it kind of feels like all three quarterbacks are capable because of who they have around them with the addition of the Nakua's, great tight ends, experienced running backs, and a pretty solid offensive line in spite of losing Brady Christensen, Shannon Herring, and Tristan Hodge. How do you feel?
0: This is a question a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I, I, I thought about it. It was like, does it even matter? The starting quarterback is like if Jaron Hall to me, Jaron Hall needs to be the starting quarterback against seven power five teams. Baylor Romney is Mac Jones light. He's not going to be as effective outside the pocket. He can run a little bit, but he's a great pocket passer and he makes good decisions. He gets the ball out. They turn it over. Baylor's awesome that way. Jaron is more of a highlight reel guy where he is going to make a play that gets on SportsCenter's top 10. And against Power 5 teams, BYU is going to have what it didn't have this year, what's call, which is called a pass rush against it. Uh, BYU is going to have to actually protect the quarterback in a more effective way. This year was the outlier. BYU didn't play teams with D-lines that, that matched up well against BYU's O-line. BYU's O-line was amazing. It's going to be tougher this year. But to your point, let's walk through it. Running backs, Tyler Algier, Lopini Katoa, Jackson McChesney, Hinckley Ropati, and, Miles Davis. and others. Yes, Miles Davis and his, and his trumpet. It's going to be awesome. Wide receivers, Puka Nakua, Samson Nakua, Gunnar Romney, Neil Pau, Chase Roberts, uh, Chris Jackson, Cody Epps, Keanu Hill, Cade Moore. Like, that's a really nice group, right? And then the O-line. Yes, BYU just lost, what, three of those guys to the NFL? But you have guys like James Empey, Harris LeChance, Blake Freeland, Clark Barrington, and others. All these guys have played a ton. That that are excited for this opportunity. Daniel Saliapanga. Yes, and then tight ends, of course, Isaac Rex. Dallin Holker is going to be a baller. Carter Huit Yep. Uh, as well with his uh, you know neck brace after a stinger. Those are a lot of good weapons, right? And and I like the idea of BYU winning seven and a half plus, you know, against those seven Power Fives. Um, I'm not sure it matters if it's who the quarterback is. If Jacob Conover is the guy. Maybe because, yes, he turned down Alabama in a scholarship offer there, which is amazing. Yet, he's a freshman, and I just want him to have another season under his belt where he can then get after it. Yet, you know, if it's one of those three guys, great. Soljay Maiava-Peters probably feeling like, hey, I deserve a shot in this conversation as well. He feels like he's fourth in this. But um, I'm, I'm not sure what the answer is. I think it does always matter who the starting quarterback is, but – with those weapons, uh, perhaps that's made a lot easier.
1: Whoever the quarterback is, it is interesting just how different the dynamic is within that individual position. Though, Aaron Roderick and Fessy Satake, who we just talked to, say that the offense won't change much based on whoever the quarterback is. Yet they're still all very different, right? It just, that's how it works. Uh, I worry a little bit about Jaron's ability to stay healthy because sure. of how he plays the game. And so I'm not so sure I want somebody to run around and take hits and, you know, put himself in harm's way more often than a guy like Baylor Romney or even Jacob Conover. So that's my hesitation with Jaron. I'm with you. Jaron is the most dynamic playmaker with his feet. That Hands down, incredible. We saw some fantastic stuff against Utah State and a little bit against South Florida, but unfortunately couldn't stay healthy, couldn't stay in the game. So I – Yes, I, I would love to see that, but can he be smarter with the way that he is running? Or do, can he be more like Russell Wilson and run, run a little bit more? Uh, just, uh,
0: just to get the first down. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Just, just not as reckless, slide, Just right? slide, just slide. Yeah. So then Baylor-Romney I like because he didn't turn the ball over. And, he's yeah, he's a game manager, yep. but he just executes the coach's plan. So I really like that dynamic. Jacob Conover feels a little bit like how Zach Wilson was with Tanner Mangum like coming in freshman like a lot of hype around him it's a not lot of excitement quite your moment but it feels like he needs to wait a little bit
0: i i don't want to throw a freshman against seven power 5 which is why like, Tanner
1: Mangum started in 2018 over Zach Wilson
0: yes i i think that there's a time and a place and i think that's a little bit later for Jacob yet he's going to be the first to be in my face about this point you know what i mean like he wants to play and I understand that. I just think you go with a couple of guys who at least have a couple starts sure. under their belt sure. and an additional year or two than Jacob had. It's going to be Jacob's time. Trust me, this is Jacob's team in two and three and four years down the road. Like, he could be here, by the way, for five years if he wants.
1: I mean, like, the way last year was gone. just a free year. The way things have gone for BYU at the quarterback position outside of 2020 with Zach Wilson and outside of 2013 with Taysom Hill, Jacob Conover could start this year because. They need him to.
0: I hope it's four games or fewer, so he maintains the redshirt.
1: They need him to because yeah. of just the attrition at the position yes. at BYU. And really in college football in general, it just it's a different game now. Yeah. So I mean, you have to have multiple guys that can come in and play. Right.
0: Right. So, yeah, we'll see who the cue is, man. We're not going to know until like the second week in August. I, bet.
1: I do feel better about BYU uh, with all the talent they have, <laughs> that the quarterback position will be in good hands regardless. You know?
0: Yeah. it's Get ex- out
1: know, some weapons exciting. to throw to and hand off to. Okay.
0: Okay, who gets uh, today's elite voice?
1: And our rise and shout out on May the 4th. Do we have to do something Star Wars related by default because it is May the 4th?
0: We haven't planned anything. Uh, I know we haven't.
2: This is BYU Sports Nation.
0: The droids you're looking for.
2: This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation, always
1: available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Download the podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. Let's get to Top 5 Tuesday, presented by Delta Airlines Keep Climbing. Today, we look back at the Top 5 plays from the five individual Cougars that were just drafted. And to start things off, Jerem, honorable mention, Brady Christensen. Backwards pass to Zachos. Loss of one yard on the plate. James Empey, where are you? James Empey, block somebody. <laughs> Look, Brady actually gets by one guy. He's
0: going to score a touchdown, but James Empey can't block anybody. This is the only missed block of James' career. I think he was jealous, and although he did not pancake a guy after the fact, which is hilarious. Okay, that's not number five.
1: Oh, congrats to Brady, we by just, the way. Yeah,
0: we just wanted to give James a hard time. I think you should go by MP at this point. All right. Anyway, number now, five. The real number five. Zach Wilson. First offensive play against Houston. Maybe you heard of him. 78 yards. Go get it, Dax. Milne! Mm-hmm. To the house where Mama keeps the cookies. The second, uh, you know, pick, uh, well... To the 258th overall pick. How about that? Yes. The first of three touchdowns on the night.
1: And an amazing setup by Brady Christensen blocking on that play as well. Left side solo.
0: And I think James did too, which is great.
1: Number four. In his first and only game of 2019, injury shortened, Chris Wilcox, with a big-time pass breakup, Leading to an Austin Lee pick six. Wilcox selected in the seventh round, 251st overall to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Tom Brady likes that on social media. Number three on the Smurf turf in Boise.
0: Kyris Tonga strips Cade Fenegan, fourth stringer. Thunder a minute to Give play in the first half. Keenan Peter recovers. Tonga selected in the seventh round, 250 overall to Dub Bears.
1: All right, number two, Dax Milne at South Florida in 2019, or USF, sorry. I don't want to forget this play because this is an unbelievable one-handed grab with the left. Yes, Dax Mion. That was kind of his burst onto the scene moment. That Uh, in USC, right? Yeah, USC was earlier where it was like, whoa, whoa. Okay. Dax
0: caught. That that was amazing. And then he did it again. That was from Jaron Hall, by the way. And number one, most meaningful play on this. Zach Wilson completes the uh, Micah Miracle to knock off Tennessee. Like 11 seconds on the clock. Third down and long over to Micah Simon. And if Micah ran a 4-3 on that play, he would have scored. But anyway, <laughs> those are the top five plays from the draftees.
1: Another great block by Brady Christensen on that
0: play. And James Empey. Woo! Keep forgetting James.
3: Let's
1: go. <laughs> well, James didn't block when he was supposed to. Okay. <laughs> on that one play. <laughs> yeah, Brady said it's the only block he missed his entire career. Yeah, exactly. Our question of the day. Does the New York Jets draft overall make you feel better about Zach Wilson's situation in New York? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from Jim Roberts, MN on Twitter. Yes, it really does. It looks like the Jets have learned lessons from LaFair Darnold and got to work on getting Zach the three things he needs, protection, offensive weapons, and a defense so he won't have to throw 75 times a game.
0: Yeah, hopefully it's only 60. Okay, today's rising shout Shoutouts presented by Mountain America Credit and guiding you forward. Our guy Graham Shands, who came in and did the Open, uh, the the young hype announcer mm-hmm. as is on the back of his uh, jersey. And also a shout out to uh, Randy Gunn who went to the Mariners Orioles game and was like, Spencer Jim, who should I root for? The Orioles won the game due to a five did. spot in the eight.
1: It's okay, you won the bet on the earlier series and I yeah. still owe you lunch for that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Root's Chris, is where I want to
1: go. <laughs> Our thanks to today's guests, Fessy Satake and Gramps. Sorry, Dennis. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Grogu and Luke Skywalker Staley. <laughs> See you tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. Go Cougs!
0: yup nope. Yep.